let's have some fun, and it is going to be a roller coaster of a night tonight. There's a foreign billionaire attacking the United States of America. What should we do about that? What would other countries have done? We'll talk about that tonight. Is New York City ready for the Omicron variant? That's a headline we'll talk about. Is America ready for it? What is the Omicron veteran? What did Joe Biden announce today? He had a bunch of stuff to say. Jen Psaki had a bunch of stuff to say. We'll talk about all that. This shooting in Michigan, we're once again going to bring up the hero from it. Uh, Apparently, New York also has a poop problem. I'm not exaggerating. That's the headline, Chris. And Whoopi Goldberg is a moron. We're going to have a lot of fun, a lot of laughs. It's going to be a great night tonight on The Jesse Kelly Show. But let us begin at the beginning. The Omicron variant. Like I said, first headline. Is New York City ready for the Omicron variant? And I could have done this for any city in the country. Are we ready? Are we prepared? I need to bring something up again. And for some reason, the truth gets drowned out so easy these days. It just blows me away. The Omicron variant is not bad. People do understand that, right? The doctor who discovered it said, okay, there's a new strain and it's like a mild cold. And yet now... If you're, to, if you're to listen to the headlines, if you're to listen to people like Joe Biden, they make it sound like we are under the gun and this thing, I mean, it might be the end of the world. You better go get your booster. Experts say the COVID-19 cases continue to rise in the weeks ahead in this winter. So we need to be ready. For now, here are the five key points I want to expand on slightly. We're expanding our national booster campaign to provide booster shots to all eligible adults. Our docs and the scientists believe that people who get a booster shot are more protected than ever from COVID-19. I was just told, which is a question I got to ask, I've been meaning to ask for a long time, whether or not not just it increases the the uh, the resistance to the variant that is being okay. All right, all right. He sounds so tired. I'm get I'm bored myself. <laughs> Doesn't he sound exhausted? I mean, I don't. Uh, geez, uh, there's a new variant out there. Boy, I'm I'm inspired. I feel like we're gonna be. <laughs> I feel like we're gonna be totally fine right now. And I, Chris, do you have the doctor? I just want to remind everyone. I, I think we need to permanently keep this clip on the show at least for the next week or two as they continue to freak out about the Omicron variant. I mean, do you realize what they said today? What they said about domestic travel today. Before I play this South American doctor, I want to play what they had to say about domestic travel. Domestic travel? They're flat out saying everything's on the table because of a new variant? Why the hesitancy to require proof of vaccination for domestic travel? That's something that especially with the rise of this new variant, we've talked to a number of public health experts, including some who advise the administration, uh, who say that is, in their estimation, the very next step that should be taken uh, to try to prevent further spread. Well, we do, as I talked about, have those tight requirements on the international travel. We have the workplace requirements. Jonathan will continue to look at all options and everything's on the table. Everything's on the table. Just so everyone understands exactly what we're looking at here. Domestic travel mandates. You you do know what that means. That means the federal government requiring you to show proof of vaccine before you're allowed on an airplane. That potentially means they floated this out here several times. They floated this out as a trial balloon a couple times. 
How about a checkpoint in between states? Does that sound like the Soviet Union? That sound like East Germany? It should, because that's exactly what it is. And they're already talking about it. They're already talking about it. And the biggest nutso thing about all this is we have the doctor who found it out there on camera saying, ah, it's not that big of a deal. Looking at the mildness of the symptoms that we are seeing, currently there's no reason for panicking as we don't see severely ill patients. I also checked with the hospital, some of the hospitals in my area. And one of the biggest hospitals, they only have one patient currently that's COVID positive on a ventilator, and they don't even know whether it's COVID, uh, you know, it's Delta or whether it is um, Omicron related. That's from the horse's mouth, as you say, with all due respect to that lady. I, I, I don't know what she looks like. I, I, can't, I can't speak to her, her horse uh, reflection, but still, that's from the horse's mouth. There she is. Everybody ramping up the panic to a thousand. Which leads me to my point with all this. Why? Why is everyone so anxious to ramp up the panic to a thousand? You want to know why? I'll tell you why. One, they saw the results of the last time they pushed a coronavirus panic. Well, I should say the first time. Remember, when coronavirus got here, let's just make sure we remember how this happened. Coronavirus got here. And we all saw all these online videos. We now know lots of them were Chinese propaganda of people just falling over dead in China. And then we're told, oh, no, the first case is here. And remember, there was that guy from the UK. He did a computer model. He never released to the public the data, like how he how he constructed the model. He, he wouldn't release it. So no one even knew. All we knew was I got a computer model and it says two million Americans are going to die. And boom, from that, everyone panicked. And the American media started pushing all this panic out there time after time and masks and vaccines and hide and 15 days to slow the spread. Okay, you know all that. But let's let's look at it from their perspective, from the American communist perspective, from the Biden administration, the media, all these people. How well did this work out for them? I mean, how well did coronavirus panic work out for them? Remember, remember, it's, it, it seems like a million years ago, but let's remember, prior to the coronavirus panic, c- prior to coronavirus at all, Donald Trump was going to sail to re-election. The economy was roaring at the time, and history says presidents do not get bounced from office with good economies. It's just the history of the United States of America says that's a fact. And the Democrats knew that. All of a sudden, coronavirus gets here. They're pushing panic. They're pushing chaos. Remember, the communist thrives in chaos. Panic, chaos, fear, boom, Trump's gone. So now they're in. Okay, well, what's happened since they've gotten in? Um, Everything bad. And I mean everything bad. There's no covering up what inflation is doing right now. Here's Janet Yellen. Can this really be dismissed as a shock that will soon pass? I'm ready to retire the word transitory. Um, I I can agree that that hasn't been an apt description of what we're dealing with. Okay, that's a fancy politician's way of saying I've been dead wrong or flat out lying to your face the entire time. 
Inflation is not temporary. It's not, quote, transitory. Where do they come up with these stupid words? Inflation is here to stay. It's going to continue to get worse. And so what does this have to do with all the COVID panic? Well, the Biden administration can and will lie about a lot. I mean, they will lie about a lot. They'll lie about anything. They can't lie about the price you're paying at the pump. They can't lie about the fact we have new numbers out now. 45% of American families are experiencing hardship from inflation. 45% is a gigantic number. And they see that. And they see all the poll numbers. His disapproval right now is 59%. That's death. For, for his party, for him, that, that's, that's political death. They know that. So what are you going to do if you're an American communist You've been pressing all your policies as hard as you possibly can, and they haven't worked. Everything's been a disaster, from foreign policy to the border to COVID to everything else. Everything has been a disaster. Do you think the American communist is going to sit around and say, ah, you know, it just hasn't worked? I guess, look, this hasn't worked. Let's just accept some election losses. Let's give back power Clearly, we need to work on our ideas. Do you think that's what the American communist is going to say? Or do you think he's going to come up with some kind of a plan? He's going to come up with some kind of a plan. And he knows coronavirus panic sells. It sells to the masses. I still I still can't believe Kathy Hochul, governor of New York, Kathy Hochul, immediately declared a state of emergency, giving her all kinds of powers she shouldn't have, and she declared a state of emergency in response to the new variant that we know isn't that bad. You realize how nutso that is? That a governor of one of the most powerful American states declares in a state of emergency for a mild cold? Remember, the doctor said it's like a mild cold. They know. They know they can push panic. They know coronavirus helps them sow chaos. So they're not going to stop. All right. We have a lot more for you here. I'm not done on the coronavirus stuff. Uh, Apparently, San Francisco is, is apparently not the only city that has a poop problem. That's disgusting. Apparently, New York does too. We'll talk about that and much, much more on the Jesse Kelly Show tonight. But first... Do you want your kids to be able to identify communism? Do you want your kids to understand how an economy works, how a business works? Do you want your kids to be interested in being entrepreneurs? Do you want your kids to know about giving back the golden rule? Well, you have to teach them. I have to teach them. I want my kids to know all that stuff, but I, I, I can't just pull it out of thin air. I must teach them. Go to TuttleTwinsJesse.com and get your kids the Tuttle Twins books. And if I may make a suggestion, just a suggestion, read those books with your kids. You will learn too. You will learn too. I have learned so much sitting down, and it's a great bonding experience reading these with my kids. And it's a great Christmas gift because when you go to TuttleTwinsJesse.com right now, they're 35% off. That gift for your brother and his kids? TuttleTwinsJesse.com. Go. He doesn't care if you believe him, but he's right. Jesse Kelly. It is 
the Jesse Kelly Show. And before I forget, before we continue on with COVID stuff and Whoopi Goldberg lost her ever-loving mind and everything else, allow me to just say this. Tomorrow is a great day. Now, how would I know that? Is it just because I'm Jesse the Oracle Kelly, Chris? <laughs> well, here's how I know that. Tomorrow's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Now, for new listeners out there, just pay attention. On Fridays, show's a little different. As, as you already know, the show's a little different. Anyway, on Fridays, it's a lot different. Fridays, there's no calls. There's no guests. We, we hit any big stories that come out. Obviously, if something breaks, we'll hit it. But on Fridays... It's your questions. The questions you email into Jesse at Jesse Kelly show. That's the entire show. And they don't have to be political questions. They can be. That's totally fine. You want to talk about history or employment or travel or food or stupid situations? It's totally fine. Men, women, whatever. Christmas. I don't care. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Get your questions emailed in tonight. We will print them out and we have a blast as always on Friday. But look, back to this, Governor Hochul. Governor Hochul declares a state of emergency for New York in response to a new variant. Well, they don't even know. President Biden has repeatedly promised to shut down this virus. He has talked about wanting to end the pandemic. Is that still possible? Does he still believe that that is possible? Or are we starting to shift now, especially with the rise of this variant, to perhaps accepting that we need to live with COVID for years to come? First, I would say there's a lot we don't know about the variant yet, and that is challenging and frustrating. Uh, I understand for Americans, for all of you, uh, and we want okay. to. I want you to. I want you to picture this situation. I want you to picture you and me. Is it you and I, Chris, or is it you and me? it's fine? I went to community college. I want you to picture you and me. It's I. Is it I? I'm going to say me. It's my show. I've said what? It's my show. I'll say what I want. I want you to picture you and me living together. I know you'd be you you should be so lucky, but I want you to picture you and me living together. And I want you to picture a noise in the attic. We're living together, there's a noise in the attic. And so I immediately I go grab my AR-15 and I sit underneath the attic and I just start pumping bullets in and into the ceiling. And you say to me, Jesse, what what are you what? What are you doing? Why are you shooting up our ceiling? You're destroying the house. There's holes in the roof. It's supposed to rain tonight. What are you doing? And I say to you, well, we don't know what's up there. Does that make sense to you? Explain to me why we need all these national and statewide secure things, these, these statewide activities, regulations, rules, whatever you want to call them, when you just admitted you don't know. Why do we act before we know all the time now. What has happened to us? What has happened? To, it's insane. I, I, I'm sorry. I know Biden's crazy too. And Biden's going off about boosters and everything else. And I could go on and on about all that. But I'll never get over Hochul. New York Governor Hochul declaring a state of emergency five seconds after the Omicron variant was found. When the doctor's on TV saying it's not even dangerous. It's nuts to me how this has become acceptable and how many people accept it. It's crazy. Let's get to an email or two, Chris. I'm getting see this is this happens sometimes. Even though I've eaten, I've had too much coffee today, and now I'm getting revved up, and I need to calm myself back down. Let's get to an email. How is it that a community college almost alumni is so much smarter than so many of our thought leaders? Let's pause there for a second, Chris. 
don't I count as being an alumni from that community college even though I didn't graduate? I mean, I attended. I've got to be an alumni, right? Do you think they would build me a wing? Like a jet? What? No, I'm, I'm serious. How, oh, how much money is it going to cost? A lot of money? Uh, it's a community college. You probably get a wing for $5. I want, I've decided, you know what? We're making this happen. Here, no, here's what we're going to do. Hear me out here for a second. We're going to gather the money. Maybe we'll do a fundraiser, and what we'll do is we'll lie to everybody about what we're fundraising for. We'll call it like the Jesse Kelly Sick Puppies Fund, and then, no, it'll be fine. And then we'll take that money, and we'll take it down to Pima Community College, and we'll offer it as a donation. So, oh, is the mic on? Well, it doesn't matter. I'm going to keep going. And we'll offer it as a donation so they can build a Jesse Kelly wing. No, hear me out. Hear me out. Do you have any idea how obnoxious I would be if I got a Jesse Kelly wing? The whole thing would be lined with, like, portraits of me and stuff. <laughs> All right, quit. Focus. There's a lot of important stuff. Focus, Chris. I'm listening to a Harvard-educated big name and his take on communist Letitia James' hit job removing Chris Cuomo from CNN. In his opinion, it's because CNN got embarrassed and have to keep up appearances. Idiots. No, this is killing Andrew Cuomo politically. Commies play blood sport. They leave no base of support. Scorched earth. Every moderate Dem should be beeping themselves and jumping to become Republicans. Let me explain something to you because I get emails like this a lot. I mean, and they're my favorite emails, the ones telling me how smart I am and stuff like that. Those are the ones I really treasure. But there's a reason I can identify communism and I talk about communism a lot. And it's obviously not my brains. It's, it's really not a brains thing. It's much lower. People have a hard time admitting, especially people who've been around a while, uh, uh, older folks. When you've lived most of your life and Democrats have been obviously wrong a lot, but relatively normal, certainly patriotic. I mean, you go back to J- Democrats like JFK. I mean, JFK was a patriot, a war hero. Some infidelity here and there, but I mean, in all seriousness, loved America, had some views I didn't agree with, but loved America. So what's happened is nationally, the party has changed so much and it's changed so fast that it's hard for people to accept how bad it is. It is hard for people to simply accept um, AOC. She is a full-blown communist, and if she had the power to do so, she would round up every single person on the right, and she would throw them in a gulag tomorrow. Tomorrow, without a minute of without a moment of hesitation, AOC would round up people and throw them in a gulag tomorrow. Don't believe me? Remember the Waukesha terrorist attack? You know the one that happened 15 minutes ago, and the media already forgot when Daryl Brooks, a racist black nationalist, mowed down a bunch of white people. AOC, remember. AOC came out the next day, the next day, and she pressed New York to let out more violent criminals. That's how committed these people are. You know what? I, uh, I, I don't keep track of time very well. I'm actually in the middle of a thought, but apparently there's a break here. So hang on. I'll explain why I identify these people. Jesse 
Kathy Kelly show. I can't wait to get to this Queens woman here in a second. I love this woman. Now, I'll explain in a second, Chris. I'll explain in a second. And no, it's not that kind of love, Chris. I don't even know what she looks like. I'm just reading the article. But hear me out. The question was, essentially, how can I identify communism so easily? And I'm an idiot, and all these smart people cannot. And here's, here's the thing. The Democratic Party in the country has changed so rapidly and continues to change and get so radical so fast, normal people can't keep up. Normal people cannot keep up. People can't accept. I mean, I just brought up AOC. You realize that that person would not only throw you in a gulag. She's in her early 30s. She's in a safe district. AOC is going to be in leadership. Nancy Pelosi is 10,000 years old. She can't sneeze without her dentures flying across the room. She's about to be gone. One way or another, she's about to be gone. The older generation, Joe Biden, she's Joe Biden's fart and dust. All the older, quote, more moderate Democrats, they're all ancient The young ones are radical. So not only is the party radical, it's getting more radical by the day. Well, people can't keep up. They don't follow politics like you. They don't understand they're full-blown communists now. It's, It's a bridge too far for them. It's too far. You have any idea how many... Older Democrats, probably blue-collar, moderate Democrats, certainly people who love America, walked in and voted for Joe Biden last election without a second thought, without knowing, without really considering that he's not going to be run his administration. Insane nut jobs like Ron Klain are going to run his administration, and they're not going to share any values with that person. A lot. A lot. That's, that, that continues to elect Democrats across the country. Well, I've always voted Democrat. So that's one of the reasons. Another reason is this. If if you're living with somebody and you're having issues, well, here's the thing. You have to figure out how deep the issues are. You have to figure out what the problem is before you can properly assess how to deal with it. And I've used an analogy like this before, but I'll use it again. If uh, the wife and I, if we have a disagreement about the color of the couch, well, that's something we can overcome. And clearly she wants the couch, not that I would give a crap about the color of our couch, but okay, she wants the couch this color and I want the couch uh, green. Okay, well, that's not something we can't overcome. We're both in it trying to make the house better, trying to improve the home. But if she wants to torch the house, if she's pouring gasoline on the living room floor and then playing with the box of matches, that's an entirely different problem now, isn't it? That's not a sit-down discussion. That's, uh, okay, we need to get her out of the house now before she burns it to the ground. And that's hard for people to accept. It is hard for people to accept We are dealing with not un-American people. We are dealing with anti-American people who are ruthless like Letitia James, and they are trying to burn the United States of America to the ground. 
so they can then rebuild it in whatever disgusting communist utopia they want. It, it, it applies to all this Cuomo stuff. I, I, I've told, I, I, said, I was screaming until I was blue in the face about this when it, when it was going down in New York. Andrew Cuomo goes down for, quote, sexual harassment. No, he didn't. Andrew Cuomo went down because communists play for keeps. And Letitia James, she really, really wants to be governor of New York. And in fact, I talked to a good friend of mine from New York. I can't give out his name because I didn't ask beforehand. But I was uh, talking to him today. And I said, hey, will you handicap this race? I saw Hochul was in the lead because she's the current governor of New York. And he said, oh, Letitia James has a real good chance at being governor. And I hate to say this, but you're going to miss Andrew Cuomo once Letitia James gets to be governor. Look, and this is not just this is not a New York thing. This is a nationwide thing. This is happening across the United States of America. Relatively moderate Democrats are being taken out by a younger, more ambitious, more vicious version of communism than they thought possible. Do you have any idea how many older Democrats are already openly talking about retiring at the midterms, retiring after the midterms? Why do you think that is? Why do you think that is? It's a lot. They know. Uh-oh, time, my time has come, and these younger people are nasty. Nasty. I, I, and I realize that's a little dark. I mean, it is a little dark. But, hey, Chris, you know what? Play number 15. It may be a little dark, but at least we're not Australia. I mean, yeah. Three people have escaped from the Howard Springs COVID quarantine facility. Talia Sav is there for us. Talia, good morning. There's a search underway right now. Yes, that's right. Good morning to you. We've been told the trio scaled the fence in the early hours of this morning. Now, major police checkpoints have been set up around Howard Springs for the past several hours. As you can see in these pictures, they've been conducting thorough searches in car boots, checking vehicle registrations, cars and buses alike. We're also not sure yet who these people are connected with, whether it's a repatriation flight or those Aboriginal community members who have been staying here here following the Catherine Cluster. Davina, what we do know is that this is definitely going to bring this gold standard facility under intense scrutiny. On Sunday, we had a man escape and found on Darwin's party precinct, and this latest situation is only going to put us under the microscope further. That's Australia. Uh, you may be asking yourself, who are these hardened criminals? Uh, someone in Australia better find these murderers, right? Uh, do you know what you just heard right there? <laughs> what you just heard right there? I shouldn't laugh because I, I like Australians, especially the chicks. No, I'm kidding. No, but you know what you just heard right there? Those were people who, quote, escaped from Australia's COVID quarantine camps. They had to escape. Oh, and they loaded those people up in military trucks to take them to the quarantine camps and it's not voluntary. Why would I bring that up? What's this have to do with anything? Back to AOC and her brand. I'm actually not even picking on specifically her. I, I, it could be Letitia James. It could be Ilhan Omar. It could be any of them. Pick your young communist. They would load you up in a truck and take you off to a camp tomorrow without a second thought. Without a second thought. 
these people, you must understand, they don't have any kind of a moral compass like you have. You have some sort of a compass that guides you, that keeps you constrained. Look, you know I'm a I'm a the sociopath and a horrible person. I've never claimed otherwise, but even I have some things I won't do, like eat cold sandwiches. Even I have limits on my uh, on, on on what I'll do. These people have no limits because communism is not their ideology. Communism is their god. That's why so much misery and death has followed these people everywhere they've ever gone. And it's why it's coming here, unless we fight as hard as they fight. I mean that. These people are not going to back off, and they're not looking, they're not looking at the destruction of this country right now and feeling bad about it. They're looking at the destruction of this country right now and saying to themselves, this is going well. I mean, look, Janet Yellen can say this, but Janet Yellen ain't upset about it. Can this really be dismissed as a shock that will soon pass? I'm ready to retire the word transitory. Um, I, I can agree that that hasn't been an apt description of what we're dealing with. Yeah, that's Janet Yellen talking about inflation. Uh, you remember who's been telling you about Oxford Gold Group? You do remember that, right? 833-995-GOLD. Do, do me a favor and make a phone call. Tell Oxford Gold Group Jesse told you to call. They have such an outstanding reputation for a reason. They will deliver gold to your front door. And no, I am not in any way telling you to do anything radical. I would never do that. They're flat out telling you inflation is here to stay. Inflation is going to get worse. And they continue to blow money. It's like they're trying to destroy the value of your dollar. Get something in your hands they can't destroy. Oxford Gold Group. 833-995-GOLD. I trust them. I sent my own father there. 833-995-GOLD. Tell them Jesse told you to call. Get whatever you can get in your hands so the politicians can't ruin it. 833-995-GOLD. Jesse Kelly. Back soon. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Chris almost didn't come back. I was, I, look, we all know what we were all doing when we were listening to that song just now. Everyone was sitting in the cockpit and you were doing the thing and firing stinger missiles. What, Chris? Everyone was, fi- not stinger missiles, but everyone was firing tomahawk missiles. Everyone was, I, I always did all the, the banking left and right thing. I remember when I was a kid, you know, the paper towel tubes, the cardboard tubes that's left after you get done with the paper towels. I would go sit in a chair. I'll never forget the disappointment on my dad's face when he caught me doing this. I would go sit in a chair and I'd put that tube in between my legs because that's where the, the, the stick on the fighter jet. What, Chris? That's where the stick on the fighter jet was. And he saw me in there, and I had a helmet. I had a football helmet on because it was the only helmet I had. It was acting like I was a fighter pilot, and he caught me in there talking to myself and banking right and left. I mean, it was it was that moment where he realized I'm probably not going to turn out exactly the way he had wanted. But look, that is what it is. <laughs> All right, we're going to get to this rich guy 
funding destruction in our streets. Why? Why is this being allowed? But first, we have to get this woman from Queens who I think I'm in love with, Chris. No, I'm kidding. I don't even know what she looks like. But Queens woman who drove through Manhattan BLM protest turns down a plea deal. I'm just going to read it. Kathleen Castillo, 52, was caught in shocking video footage as she drove her black BMW sedan through a protest against ICE detentions in Midtown on December 11th. It shows her stopped at 39th and 3rd with protesters in front of her car seconds before she floors it with people screaming and rushing to help those crumpled underground. I'm going to get to the time. I'm going to get to the part where I, I, I fell in love with her. But first, Castillo insisted at the time she felt under attack from the protesters who were screaming abuse and banging on her car. On Wednesday, she appeared in court, Manhattan Criminal Court. She would she was offered a plea deal, Chris, of just six days of community service and a year's suspension of her license. She turned it down. How sweet is that? No. Take your community service and your year-long suspension and shove it. I want to go before the jury. And look, I love that kind of defiance in the face of this kind of tyranny because we all know what's going on. Everyone knows what's going on in places like New York. And it's not unique to New York. Uh, Philadelphia, I mean, it's going on across the country. These DAs, these crazy judges... They're attacking anyone who looks like they're standing up against the Black Lives Matter street animals. They are. That's why this woman's on trial. We have it on video. You could go look at the video online. They are in front of her car, banging on it, screaming abuse. You got a 52-year-old woman by herself, and you have a bunch of people screaming at her. Yeah, she thinks she's about to die. How about don't bang on anyone's car? And if you do... You better be standing to the side and not in front of it. But this stuff goes back to what I was talking about, about the rich guy. What am I talking about? Well, there's a great article today by my buddy Robbie Starbuck in the New York Post. In fact, you know what? I don't have a guest for tonight. I might get a hold of Robbie and see if he wants to come on. Because he wrote this for the New York Post and he's right. And the, the headline of the article is this. George Soros has blood on his hands for the rise in killings nationwide. The crime wave, this is from the article, the crime wave sweeping across the country is a direct result of a years-long campaign by George Soros to bankroll the election of far-left district attorneys committed to undermining law and order. He goes on to say, in the past six years or so, Soros has poured tens of millions of dollars into these DA campaigns and understand something. These DA campaigns, they're not subject to the same federal finance laws. If you have a federal candidate, someone running for Congress or Senate or something like that, president, you have limits. I don't know what the limit is now. It used to be 2,400 bucks, but it's probably 25, 2,600. They tend to raise it, but there's a limit. You don't have those kind of limits with these DA races. So from Philadelphia, San Francisco, Los Angeles, St. Louis, so on and so forth, George Soros, here's what he's been doing. He waits until the race is rolling. 
And then once the race is rolling along, he analyzes the candidates. He finds the left-wing nut job who will turn violent criminals loose and continue to destroy our great American cities like New York, Philly, San Francisco, L.A. And then he throws all the money in the world at these races. Well, listen, if you have a DA candidate who's running on, I mean, we're usually five figures, maybe maybe six figures, but let, let's, okay, let's call it 100 grand. We'll make it easy. Let's say I've got $100,000 and I'm way better than Chris, which everyone knows I am. What, Chris? Let's say I have $100,000 and I'm running against Chris in a DA race and he's raised 50, 60 grand. The race is moving along and then George Soros realizes Chris, Chris is one of the guys who's going to turn all the violent criminals loose and he strokes his campaign a million dollar check, two million dollar check. That race is over. Now, you want to have an uncomfortable conversation with me? Let's have an uncomfortable conversation here. It's time to talk about this. We have a Hungarian-born, it's my understanding he's part of the American citizen now, but we have an un- a Hungarian-born citizen who's been banned from places like Russia for this stuff. We have an, a Hungarian-born citizen who is... Funding violence on our streets on purpose. Remember, I've been bringing it up because I can't get over it. Over 500 people murdered in Philadelphia this year alone. You want to have a hard chat? We're about to have a hard chat. Uncomfortable conversation. I've decided we're not having a guest tonight. I'm not having. I'm not having a guest. I have a lot of stuff I need to say. I'm, I'm uh, a little too much caffeine, so <laughs> you just have to stand by and let me get all this stuff out. Let's do a hypothetical because we don't need to do specifics here. Let's just do this hypothetical. Let's pick a country from history and an empire, a powerful empire from history. Rome. Rome. Rome's perfect. We'll start with Rome. Let's picture ancient Rome. All right, you got it in your mind? All the buildings and coliseums and everything else, powerful ancient Rome. Now, I want you to imagine something. I want you to imagine Carthage before Rome wiped out Carthage, but I want you to remember Carthage, another country. There was a rich guy who lived in Carthage. Not, so not the nation Carthage itself, but just one rich guy in Carthage. He was super rich. He was a merchant or something. Hugely rich. And he decided he didn't like how Rome was. He was going to change Rome. He was going to make Rome more like something he wanted it to be. And all of a sudden, Rome started having all these outbreaks of horrible violence in the city, in in the main city itself. Violent criminals running around. Almost out of nowhere, these huge, violent protests would pop up. Buildings would burn down. People would kick in doors. People would die. It was terrible. And this was, this was something that just kept happening. It kept happening. And then Rome, they get guys elected to office. And some of these new guys elected to office, it almost seems like they're trying to bring Rome down. 
And then Rome discovers all these street groups, all these new politicians that hate Rome, all this stuff is being organized and funded by that one big rich guy who lives in Carthage. Now let me ask you something. How do you think Rome would handle that problem? Do you think Rome would handle that problem? Do you think they would? Do you think they would make sure that stopped being a problem? Now let's go back to George Soros. Let's keep in mind countries that are interested in staying countries like Russia have already banned this man from their nation. How about that? Back to what we're talking about. George Soros and his son, from what I understand, they fund left-wing, violent, vile street activism that gets people murdered in the United States of America. You want to know why 500 people have died in Philadelphia? Why they're dying in droves in various cities across this country? It's specifically because of George Soros funding communist DAs who throw these criminals on the streets. And this isn't nearly the first thing that he's done to stick his stupid fat nose in the affair of the United States of America. Now, what kind of country are we if we simply allow this to continue? What is wrong with us? Why are we so scared in this country now to stand up for ourselves and fight for America? I am genuinely blown away by how many of our cultural leaders, from politicians to media people to athletes to actors, they, they, I'm sure it's from our crappy education system, they think this country sucks. They don't think it's worth defending. You tell them someone's trash in America, they'd say, well, America deserves it. Slavery. Oh, and the Indians. It's all people know about this place. Maybe that's the reason why. So I'm not going to answer my hypothetical question, but I'm just saying, pick your nation. doesn't have to be Rome. Pick any powerful country. Shoot, doesn't even have to be powerful, but pick any powerful country throughout the history of mankind and picture a foreign-born rich guy purposely funding street violence in their nation. How do you think they would handle that? Do you think they would handle that? Gosh, this stuff steams me to no end. The things, and I'm not naive. I know this stuff's done on purpose. I know the Democratic Party, they, they lean on guys like Soros for funding. But things like the border being wide open just steam me to no end for the same reason. We have every resource available to close it, and yet it's wide open. It's like we are infected with people who hate the place. Ah. I ended up getting myself fired up. I wasn't going to get fired up, Chris. I wasn't going to. I do have a funny, I have a little funny segment tonight I'm doing on my TV show. I call it, it's about Kamala Harris and Biden. I call it Dome and Dumber. What, Chris? It's fine. No, it's going to be a good time. (laughs) All right, I'll take some phone calls this hour, I guess. 877-377-4373. Get through a couple emails. I got way behind. Hi, Chris. Yes, I know it's you who read the reads the messages. <laughs> if you had a T-shirt with a What Chris sign, I'd wear it everywhere. I cannot believe how many people want What Chris gear. We're not getting gear with Chris's stupid name on it. Palm Reader Jesse, recent listener to the show. What a freaking good time. I love the welcome to the new right attitude. I work at a Fortune 500 company in North Carolina. And they have required stupid COVID tests since February. And by God, I have skipped those things every chance I've been able to. It's a small gesture, but I intend to keep 
keep on keeping on with my kiss my beep attitude. And if they start with the jabs, pushing back however I can out here. You know what? That reminds me. Joe Biden got up today. Speaking of COVID and speaking of testing, Joe Biden got up and said this. And this, when he said this, what popped into my head once again was how the lies build on the lies. And then we, we just never end up unpacking the lie on the bottom floor because we're 10 floors above it with more lies. Biden got up, said this today. Health insurers must cover the cost of at-home testing so that if you're one of the 150 million Americans with private health insurance, next month your plan will cover at-home test. Private insurers already cover the expensive PCR test, and now they will cover at-home test as well. Now, for those not covered by private insurance, we're going to make available free tests at thousands of convenient locations. locations okay, let's stop. I, I got everything I needed. Let's stop here. Testing. Coronavirus testing. You know how I was just saying the lies build on the lies and build on the lies? Like, for instance, the COVID death total. Everyone knows it's, it's officially listed everywhere. It's like 700,000 people in America. Remember in the very, very beginning, every sane person was stepping up saying, uh, are all these people dying from coronavirus or are they dying of other diseases and happen to have coronavirus? And then that argument just got kind of got ignored and snuffed out. And now everybody will repeat it. 700,000 have died from coronavirus. No, you just decided to build on that lie. That's not true at all. It's not true at all. That's one, two. Another lie that got built onto other lies. Testing everyone. Why are we testing people who don't have symptoms? Why are we constantly, why are we constantly testing every single person at all times for coronavirus? Here, come here. Let me jam a Q-tip up your nose. That is definitely, that really sounds like a genius plan for a nation. How did we get so illogical and dumb? I have something for you. Now, I know what you're saying. I know what you're going to say. Jesse, you're crazy. You're a nutball. And maybe you're right. But here, I'm, I'm just going to put this out there. You, you, you take this if you want. What if, what if we only got tested once we got sick? I know. I know. Look, I don't want to be crazy here. And hear me out. Listen to this. What if when you got sick, you stayed home? Until you weren't sick anymore. I know these are radical, crazy ideas. I realize that I'm getting way outside of the box here. So again, I just want to go over this two-step plan for anyone else who may be confused. If you're sick, get tested. But don't get tested if you're healthy. That's one. Two, if you're sick, stay home and don't go around other people. I understand these are... These are controversial suggestions, and I'll take any hate mail or hate phone calls you feel like you want to. 877-377-4373. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Look, I held back on the really radical stuff. I, I was tempted. Look, Chris, I was tempted to bring up natural immunity, but no, no, I know it's, it's a bridge too far. It's a bridge too far. Like, I, There's this wild concept out there that once you have a disease— and your body, your immune system fights it off, then your body gets antibodies that essentially make you immune from that disease. No, I know. It's a crazy theory. It's a nutso theory. But I was going to bring it up. I thought it's probably too much for radio. I'll end up getting fired or something like that. I don't, I don't want to overstep my bounds.
But you see how ridiculous we become? I mean, how, how embarrassing and ridiculous we become. Now, we're not Joe Biden claiming he was in the six-day war, ridiculous. To a couple of younger members of my staff before I came over, but many times I've been to Israel, I said, and then all of a sudden I realized, God, you're getting old, Biden. <laughs> I have known every, every prime minister well since Golda Meir, including Golda Meir. During the Six-Day War, I had an opportunity to, uh, she invited me to come over because I was going to be the liaison between she and the Egyptians about the Suez and so on and so forth. Joe Biden was 25 years old and he was a college student at Syracuse during the Six-Day War. <laughs> Gosh, this reality these people occupy, golly. All right, we're going to have to have a frank talk about Germany. It's time to talk about Germany. Buckle up for this one. But first, hey, it's the holiday season. I don't know about you. We're mailing stuff. The wife is mailing new stuff every day. And especially businesses out there, large and small, the mail is hot and heavy right now. Do you have stamps.com yet? Stamps.com lets you compare rates, print labels, access exclusive discounts on UPS and USPS all year long at home. And... They have a deal for you because, you know, time is money. They have a deal for you right now. If you go to stamps.com and use the code Jesse and sign up, you actually get a four week free trial with free postage at Christmas time, free postage in a digital scale, no long-term commitments or contracts. Go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page and enter the code Jesse. Your time is valuable. So actually act like it's valuable. Just do all that at home. Stamps.com, promo code Jesse. The Jesse Kelly Show. It's still real to me, damn it. Returns next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Chris, you can consider this your official notice to start playing a lot more CCR. I forgot. I don't think I've ever, ever told you CCR is my favorite band. CCR has some serious jams. Serious jams. If you don't like Creed, uh, uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival, we can't be friends. Well, we're not going to be friends, Chris. <laughs> I've, I've told you before. I'll get to your phone calls in a second. 877-377-4373. I've told you before. Republicans and Democrats are very, very different, and I'm not talking about the issues. When Republicans get elected, they spend all their time apologizing to their enemies on behalf of their base. Oh, those icky, oh, those guys who want the border closed. Not me. I'm an immigration squish. I'm one of the good ones, guys. No, we can't deport kids. Democrats get elected. Democrats spend every waking minute rewarding their friends, and destroying their enemies. I, I was, I'm supposed to be mad about Biden's FCC nominee, and you should see this cartoon character of a woman. But I, that is a woman, right, Chris? You know what? Never mind. Never mind. I don't want to be mean. I don't want to be mean. I'm not sure what exactly this person is. She looks like a character from SpongeBob. But this person is a nut job. He wants to put her in charge of the federal... Communications Commission, and she hates Republicans, hates people on the right, and has spoken out a lot about censoring them. And I'm supposed to be mad about that, but I'll be honest with you. I admire it. 
Biden and the Biden and those people, it would never occur to them to put up some. Well, we need her to look bipartisan. We need a, she needs to look fair. They don't even think in those terms. They just tried to put a full-blown communist who went to Moscow State and did her thesis on, I believe it was Lenin. They tried to make her the comptroller of the currency. It never even occurs to them to do what Republicans do. Well, we need somebody who will be supported by both sides. Here's Senator Roy Blunt interviewing this nutball who might be the head of the FCC soon. So I've got a list of comments here about Fox News. Are you biased against them? So you're referring to my tweets that are now pretty famous, but they were made in my role as a public interest advocate. They were made in the context, and I think context is very important, context of, of hearings. It was, it was part of my job, essentially, uh, as a public interest advocate. And do you think they're the only news agency that is state-sponsored propaganda? Let that's me. Exp- your, that's your yeah. quote, by the way. Yeah, I, I know it's my quote. Yeah, um, I, I just wanted just to complete my thought. My opinions as a public interest advocate will have no bearing on how I behave as a policymaker if I'm confirmed. Now, I've been in government before, and the values that are important to being a policymaker—responsiveness, transparency, integrity—that's what you'll get from me if I'm confirmed. So, yes, I said some things maybe too sharp but they will have absolutely no uh, determination in how I would rule on a proceeding with any of those companies. Yeah, oh yeah, I totally believe her, Chris. Uh, look, she's changed her ways. <laughs> she's changed her I love her one defense, too. Look, I've been in government. Yeah, that's the problem. Most of you suck. <laughs> Gosh, the whole government is Democrat. Steven in Kansas, go, boss. See Soros is not the beginning of the problem. This country hasn't really had the form of government we're supposed to have for more than 100 years. You can go back to 1886 is the beginning of how it started getting dismantled. And Franklin Roosevelt suspended the Constitution in 1933. We haven't been under the Constitution since then. So, you know, George Soros and what's going on today is more like the coup de grace. It's like the final act trying to be played out. I got it. George in Virginia. Go. Thank you, sir. I uh, was working at Kenner Army Hospital in the late 80s, and I ran into a fellow there who was had been there for an extended stay, and we wound up outside in the break area one day smoking and talking and everything, and I can't particularize to you how the conversation came about, but he told me, uh, he said, I just participated in a plan drawing up uh, the protocols and so forth and so on, to divide America into five districts, and you'll have to have paperwork to go from one to the other. I said, the public will never put up with that. He said, the public won't be able to do anything about it. This was. Well, now I'm creeped out. Well, now I'm creeped out. Well, wait a minute. Do we get to pick our district? Look, let's all be honest right now. I'm in a pretty good one. And air travel sucks. Are you anxious to travel again, Chris? Air travel sucks. Chris has never left the state anyway. I might stay. No, in all seriousness, there's no terrible thing you could bring up about what the future of this country looks like that the communists wouldn't do. It's just a matter of whether or not we have the guts and the willpower to stop them. Because I asked the question earlier, 
And I mean it. I'll pose it to you right now. You can answer it if you want. 877-377-4373. It is inarguable that communists from the very beginning, this started with Lenin, communists are much, much, much better at a couple things. One, propaganda. They're way better than the right is. It's not even close at propaganda. Two, communists are outstanding at intelligence and infiltration. The Soviets, I mean, if you talk to guys in the intelligence arena, they'll tell you the Soviets ran circles around every other country on earth, including ours, when it comes to intelligence gathering, getting spies, getting assets, and they've always been that way. Why is my question. Why are communists so good at propaganda? Why are they able to worm their way into everything? It really is amazing, the people who run this country, who run the cultural pillars, all the America-hating communists now, they are in the minority. I mean, these radical nut jobs all surrounding Biden, they don't think like most of America. They don't even think like half the Democratic Party. We have the most radical America-haters in these positions of power. You can hate that all you want, and I do, but that's impressive. All right, we'll move on, take some calls, talk about Germany. Yikes, I'll read some emails. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I don't even have the heart to get into the Germany stuff yet, Chris. I think it's because you're here. What? What? It makes me uncut. Look, Germany, what do you want me to say? They're currently locking down the unvaccinated, and they're already talking about compulsory COVID jabs. Uh, Germany. Mm. Open a history book. It's it's not gone well for you going down this path, huh? <laughs> God, these people. couple emails. Don't forget, tomorrow's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com for new listeners. You ask me anything. The entire show is about you on Friday. No guests, no calls. I answer your emails all day. Doesn't have to be political. I know that Jesse says he receives email and that he reads them with no response, and that's fine. I just heard him talking about the Marine Corps Raiders in World World War II. I come from a Marine Corps family of 53 years. Dang, that's cool. Pappy, dad, mom, and older brother. That's quite another story. As it turns out, one of my husband's cousins was a Raider in WW2. Quite a few years back, there was a reunion of the Raiders in San Diego, and we were invited and got to visit with and listen to the stories of those men. They were on an island fighting the Japanese. Their stories were awesome. Love to listen to Jesse. He's awesome. Forget about Jesse. Well, I just talked about myself in the third person. Chris, I'm not going to lie. I liked it. What? It's fine. And, and, and no, in all seriousness, forget about me. We're losing our World War II veterans. Father time's undefeated, and there ain't many of them old-timers left. They're dying off. I know sometimes sometimes people think it can be tiresome, or especially in this day and age where you have your cell phone and everything's on demand. People don't like to sit down and talk to old people. I have always enjoyed it. I, I, I have always enjoyed it, but there is something special about talking to a World War II veteran. I had a conversation one time when I was a kid uh, I was washing golf clubs for a living. I worked on a golf course, and I was basically like, like a gopher. I'd wash golf clubs for tips and stuff like that, just doing whatever I could do to make money. And because it's golf course, you get some old-timers on there. And we had a guy, a survivor of Pearl Harbor, and I just I was always talking to him. I just got to know him really well. And he, he would sit down for an hour, 
and just talk to me about World War II and the stories. And I mean, he'd tell me about everything you could imagine, the weapons and the ships and the food. And the, he would tell me about all of it. It's awesome. If you have a chance to talk to somebody from that generation, the World War II guys, please do it. They're almost gone. We're losing them. It's just that's the way it goes. That's the way life goes. That kind of institutional memory is precious. It's precious. And yes, I would highly recommend any book you can ever get on the Marine Raiders, the things they did in the Pacific. It was awesome. Gosh, it was awesome. Johnny in Jersey, go, boss. Jesse, I've been ringing the bell about the communists since the 80s, ever since our plans lost in Southeast Asia and the way the political class turned the country upside down and let protesters and the left push us in the direction we're going. And McCarthy, he must have found communists, but just shut his mouth. He was a plant. There's no way he couldn't have found the communists. As far as the World War II vets go, hit an American Legion with 50 bucks, walk in and buy them all the drinks. There's an American Legion in almost every town. He's not wrong. Hit up your VFW. Hit up your American Legion. I don't know how all of them work. I've been to quite a few, especially the VFWs. I used to go in... I used to go in because it had cheap beer and it was fun talking to the guys. No, they do, Chris. It has really cheap beer. Yeah, I mean, you got to be a veteran to get into the VFW, but it's got cheap beer or family member, I think. But we go in cheap beer and it's nothing but cheap beer and old timers in there. And sometimes they have, if, if cheap beer is not your thing, sometimes they have big fish fries and stuff like that. I'm telling you, parents, I, I talk to you about the Tuttle Twins books all the time, right? TuttleTwinsJesse.com. I talk to you about that. Another great educational thing for your kids. If you can do what Johnny just said, drag them down to the American Legion, drag them down to the VFW and talk to these old timers. I'm telling you, it's worth it. Anthony in Tennessee, go bud. Hey, Jesse. Um, I had a comment about the uh, testing the COVID or non-testing people. My father, who's 74 years old, was in assisted living. He was taken to the emergency room with all the classic signs that they say of COVID. Well, when it came time for his discharge, after a couple of days in the hospital, the protocol for get back into assisted living is to be tested for COVID. So they tested him, and they said, oh, he's got COVID. He can't come back. And I said, why didn't you test him when he first came into the emergency room? Why did you wait? Why did you wait? You know, they want to test the people that don't have the signs of COVID, but the people has got the signs, they're saying it not to test them. Yeah. And that's what happened to my Good call, my friend. Keep in mind, remember this. Remember all the as, as they as they continue to ramp up all the COVID testing. We got to test more and COVID testing. Remember, they're testing illegal immigrants for COVID, and even the ones who test positive, they're letting them in the country. That's the truth. Gene in Jersey, go bud. All right, we'll just call that one good. Jesse, do you think CNN will consider hi- hiring Steely J. Kelly to fill the primetime void <laughs> left by Cuomo's leaving? <laughs> Keep up the great work. You can read my name. I've probably told you this before. Let me tell you again. I, I, well, actually, I don't know that I've ever told this story before. All right, so let me, let me fast forward. You know that I was an RV sales manager. And I was starting to get interested in doing media. My mentor, Michael Berry, said, hey, I think you could be really special at it. I, of course, agreed, Chris. But no, I I got interested and wanted to do it. So 
uh, I think it's HNN, HNN, HSN. There's there's a sister network to CNN, a sister news network, a smaller sister news network. They invite me to fly up there because I did a bunch of political talk. I'd done political talk before, and it was kind of a friend of a friend thing. They invited me to fly up there and sit down with them and do just be one of the conservatives on the panel. All right, so just think of this as CNN. Be one of the conservatives on the panel. This is going to show you what you actually see on these channels. I sit down. I end up getting in a heated debate because that's how they wanted it set up with the communist that was on the panel. I just destroyed this person. And I mean destroyed this person. And I'm not saying that to toot my own horn. A debate is something I actually ended up doing really well. I was really good at it when I was running for Congress. And I just I made this person really, really look like an idiot. And it was funny. I had, I had the production staff snickering during the segments. It was good. I get all done with it. And I'm walking out. And the, the, the producer of the show stops me on the way out. And she says, that was so good. That was so good. We want you to agree to fly up here every week. We'll pay you. You fly up here every week and be on the show. I'm thinking to myself, you've got to be kidding me. I just, uh, one segment, it did that well. Shoot, yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, no way. I'm going to have a media career. I go home. Boom. That, that was the final nail in the coffin. Quit my job. And I'm like, let's do it. Never got another phone call. They never called. They never followed up. I would even text or email nothing. I talked to a buddy. This is a couple years ago. I talked to a buddy, and he was working there at the time. And I said, hey, did you ever find out what happened there? They were such huge fans when I went there, and I killed it, and then they never called back. And by that point in time, I was doing radio, so it was going fine. I was just genuinely curious. And he said, you don't know what happened, do you? And I said, no, no, what happened? He said, buddy, you did way too good. If you're on CNN or you're on MSNBC and you're going to be one of the Republicans, one of the bad guys, you have to be an idiot. They want you to suck it up. Yeah, the people, the, the crew there wanted you on because they get paid if the ratings get better. But the management, the higher-ups above them, the people you never met, they watched it too. And they all said, oh, that guy's not coming back. He said, you'll never be back on. And I wasn't. I never got another phone call again. Keep that in mind the next time you see the Republican on the CNN panel getting slapped around by all the communists and he can't ever seem to form a sentence. There's a reason. They picked him because he's stupid. How about that for how the sausage is made, Chris? All right. I was just talking to you about the World War II vets. I just brought up Tuttle Twins, so I guess now's a good time to bring it up again. Uh, I'm trying to be. I've always tried to be, but I know I've failed a million in one ways. I'm trying to be more purposeful with my sons because they're getting to the age now where I need to teach them more than just manners. You know, they can say yes, sir, and no, ma'am, and hold doors open for people, and that's good, and they do. I'm getting ready to send them out in the world in just a matter of years. I can't hope they understand what communism is. I can't hope they understand about free markets, what's the proper role of government. I can't hope these things. Either I've taught them or they don't know. Am I going to send them off to some communist university and have them teach them? Go to TuttleTwinsJesse.com and get these books. It doesn't matter how old your kid is. They have them for all ages. Your child will love it. And when you go to TuttleTwinsJesse.com, they're 35% off. And if I may, buy them for friends and family for Christmas and read them with your kids. TuttleTwinsJesse.com. We'll be back. Miss something? There's a podcast. 
Get it on demand wherever podcasts are found. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. All right. All right. Chris, I need you to do me a favor and once again play Jen Psaki for me. Now, listen. The Biden administration, they understand they're in deep, deep trouble. They've seen the numbers too. The approval, 59% disapproval is a staggering number. That is a staggering number. That is not doomed for the president. That's doomed for the president, the House, the Senate. That's doomed for anyone with a D next to their name. When the president's that unpopular, it ain't good. And look, remember, the second place person is Dome. She's less popular than Joe Biden. Uh, shockingly. That is amazing. But look, if anyone can pull it off, Dome can. So they're going to try to press into the coronavirus thing hard. Why? Because it's worked before. And it's all they have. And they're going to try to make it an excuse for anything because of coronavirus. So when a huge group of criminals organizes themselves and they want to go loot a store, a CVS, a Nordstrom, a Home Depot, and tell if the shelves are clean, you think that's because of the pandemic? I think a root cause in a lot of communities is the pandemic, yes. Yes, yes. all those guys who showed up with bandanas over their faces, look, they were just worried about coronavirus. They heard there was a new variant and it was down to, it was down to CVS. I'm sure they were looting just NyQuil down there, Chris. <laughs> Gosh. Hello, my, my perma five o'clock shadow brother. Chris, do I always have a five o'clock shadow? I have a beard. How can I have a five o'clock shadow? I don't know what he's talking about. I do grow facial hair really fast, though. Let me tell you something. Look, it doomed me in the Marine Corps. In the Marine Corps, you have to be clean shaven at all times. There's no, oh, I shaved this morning. No, no, that's that's called an excuse. That doesn't get you anywhere in the Marine Corps. Oh, yeah, sometimes I'd have to be a two-banger, man. Sometimes it'd have to be two days. I saw another push for vaccines today. As of last week, I can honestly tell you it's all crap. My, my son came home two weeks ago with coronavirus. I thought I would take care of him like normal since I'm fully vaccinated. He said, hold the booze. Two days before Turkey Day, wham, got COVID. Happy, merry, beep, beep, Thanksgiving. The part I'm most frustrated with isn't that I got COVID. It's that I drank the Kool-Aid and believe the message that getting the shots would allow me to live a normal life. It's all wrong. It's on us to take care of ourselves. It says, keep up the good work. His name is Will. He said, I can, he said I can use his name. Will, let me tell you something, bud. I get a lot of emails like this. Of, I'm mad at myself. I should have listened. I should have listened. The forces out there that are aimed at propaganda at, at, at twisting up truth they are very 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 powerful forces you don't have to feel bad about yourself because you happen to listen to everybody lying to you just because they all lied it's i need to be more gentle than i am more merciful than i am for people who don't wake up because it's hard to wade through all the muck out there how hard do you have to look to find the truth out there so look Okay, you got a coronavirus shot. You haven't had near as many huge screw-ups and embarrassing mistakes in your life as I have. Not even a fraction of them. Buck up and move on. Oh, well, you got it. Now it's in there. You can't take it out. There's no, Nothing can suck it out of you. Kenny in Staten Island, go. 
Hey, Jesse. So my question is about the fact that more people died in 2021 under Joe Biden because of COVID than in 2020 under Donald Trump. I don't see any specific actions that Joe Biden took that caused more death. Yeah, a lot, a lot more people got the vaccine. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I don't know what to say. I can't be nice about this anymore. It's time to start accepting that the things they're pushing for the vaccine to, to, to treat or prevent coronavirus, they're not working at all, and there's an indication it's making it worse. I mean, if you want a test study, let's look at Israel. And I'm not even making fun of Chris. Let's look at Israel. Israel is not a free country. Obviously, it's my favorite of the countries in that region. It is not a free country. And so because of their laws, they had the, the system in place to basically make everyone get vaccinated now. The second these vaccines came out, boom, everyone, double shot immediately. Israel's not exactly some backwards place either. We're talking modern medicine, some of the best doctors in the world, facilities, you know it. You you name it, they have it. Israel is being ravaged by coronavirus. They already said you're not even vaccinated anymore unless you get a booster shot. Why is the coronavirus cases, why are the deaths so high in New Jersey, in New York? Why? I, this, is, this is what's hard for people to wrap their minds around. Nothing we did in response to coronavirus solved it. In fact, the things we did in response to coronavirus made it much, much worse. We know by now, we know for a fact, if you're too fat, you're in danger from coronavirus. So we closed down the gyms? I'm in Texas, and in my area, I'm in the suburbs of Texas. In my area, they took down the outdoor basketball hoops. They should have been encouraging you to get off your butt and go play hoops and go to the gym. Get out. Get some sunshine. And by the way, that's not exactly some miracle discovery of modern medicine. That's one of the ways we beat the Spanish flu back in the early 1900s. Scientists, those genius, you know, all the experts finally figured out, wait, um... Sunshine and fresh air turns out are really, really good for this. Yeah, they left the liquor stores open and they closed the gyms. The police surrounded a paddleboarder who was paddleboarding by himself in California and marched him off the beach in handcuffs. Everything we did in response to coronavirus was dead wrong and it didn't stop a daggone thing. And there are a bunch of doctors out there, and I mean a bunch of them out there saying uh, a lot of these new worse variants, they're because so many people are getting vaccinated. You're better off getting natural immunity. That's not me saying it. That's them. That's them. There's a reason more people have died in 21 than 20 from coronavirus with the existence of a vaccine. It's because our measures to prevent and treat coronavirus are all dead wrong. They don't work. They've never worked, and it's sad we keep pushing them. All right, time to talk about Germany. Hang on. Kelly Show, final hour of the Jesse Kelly Show. And remember, tomorrow, tomorrow is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. So get your questions emailed in to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. And remember, they don't have to be political. They can't be. Ask me anything. Chris, sometimes 
I know we all get frustrated with the leadership of this country, and we get frustrated with the direction of this country, but I think every now and then we need to sit back and appreciate how truly capable these people are. And look, I heard this today and I said to myself, look, with everything going bad, at least this person is third in line for the presidency. House, it's the McGovern bill. It's a stronger bill uh, than the uh, the it is. It's a bill that we could have freestanding or a bill that is in the Eagle Act that is part of the um, the. Um, uh, Mr. The Foreign Affairs Committee, Mr. Kendrick Meeks, no, <laughs> Gregory Meeks, Bill, Kendrick, we're, we're all uh, we're all very sad about losing Carrie Meek this this week. So uh, I referenced her son, but the Chairman uh, Meeks' bill in the um, in the House, so we will have that. But you see, in a, def- a defense in a bill. Whether it's in the week, whatever that thing's called that they have in the Senate, or in a DOD bill, the Senate does not have the right to have a revenue or an appropriations matter. <laughs> well, well, at least we've got the best people in charge. At least we have the best people in charge. I feel good about it. I mean, look, complain all you want. I, for one, am happy. We are led by veterans. I was saying to a couple of younger members of my staff before I came over, but many times I've been to Israel, I said, and all of a sudden I realized, God, you're getting old, by <laughs> I have known every, every prime minister well since Golda Meir, including Golda Meir. During the Six-Day War, I had an opportunity to... Uh, she invited me to come over because I was going to be the liaison between she and the Egyptians about the Suez and so on and so forth. Yeah, no, no, that's true. <laughs> Jill Biden was in the Six-Day War. Man! Well, look, not to one-up Joe, but I hate to brag about this to everybody. I was in the Civil War. All right, What, Chris? I was a general. I was one of the cavalry gen- generals. Gosh, these people are just nutballs. Gosh. Let's get to some emails. Dear Jay Steele, Many Guns the Third. My son is seven, and up to this point, we've been lucky enough to avoid Elf on the Shelf, the Elf on the Shelf nonsense. Today, by the way, pause on this. I realize some people not know what this do not know what this is. And on my life, I I wish before God Himself that I didn't know what this was. But here's what it is. There's this little doll thing. And it's called Elf on a Shelf. It's just like you just buy it. It's just the, it's in any store. You'll find them. And you have to name it. The kids have to name the thing. Uh, what's ours name? Ours is named Marshall. And, uh, no, just, just hold on, Chris. Let me get through this. This is therapeutic for me. I don't care if it's good radio. I need to get this off my chest, okay? So this Elf on the Shelf thing, you buy it. The kids have to name it. And you tell your kids that he's real, that he's magical, that they're not allowed to touch him. If they touch him, all the magic will leave and Santa won't come this year or something like that. There are consequences. I forget what they are. And then every night, I kid you not, every night after the kids go to bed, you have to move the elf on the shelf around the house 
and put him in various situations that are, quote, funny. I mean, you have him sitting beside a, a bag of chips with some chips crumbled on the counter, making it look like he's eating chips. What, Chris? Why? I have no idea. That's, that's what we're getting to. I have no earthly idea. No, no here's why, Chris. You really know? You, really, you want to know why? Women. That's freaking why. If there was only men, if there was only men, you'd never have an elf on the show. But it's a, oh, it's a Christmas tradition. And if I sound bitter, believe me, I'm bitter. In fact, I'm going to keep going here in just a second. You you know what? No, I'm going to keep going right now. We, we have elf on the shelf. Even last year, the kids are, the kids are 11 and 13. Last year, they were 10 and 12. They know the stupid doll isn't alive. They don't believe in Santa Claus anymore. They know. And yet, almost every night, we would go to bed with that stupid elf on the shelf out there somewhere, and I'd be in bed for 20 minutes, closing my eyes, and then the wife would wake up and be like, we forgot to move Marshall. Will you go do it? I'm too cold. And then I have to get up and try to come up with something creative in the middle of the night, and it's just the absolute worst. Oh, and did I mention I'm currently the bad guy in my house because I did something I thought was funny. Apparently, no one else thought it was funny. The wife decides again this year she's going to do Elf on the Shelf. Only the kids now are open about the fact they don't, they know it's not real. So now they're helping move it. We still have to move it. Every, I know. I don't know what the point of it is. So the first night, the wife gets the idea to get out some chair. Like she found some miniature chair to sit the thing on. And then hang the chair from a string right by our front door. Right by our front door. So there's this long string and he's sitting in the chair hanging from it. I go to the front door to do really important stuff because my pizza got there. And I turn around and I wasn't thinking. I did not do this on purpose. I want to stress I did not genuinely do this on purpose on my life. I turned around with my pizza and I knocked the frigging elf down. Okay, so now the elf's on the ground. The boys go and tattle right away. Mom, Dad, knocked down the elf on the shelf. So I have to scramble and get him back up. Well, I can't figure out how to put the chair back up there, so I thought I would make a funny. I, I, I thought I would make a funny. Yeah, Chris, that's what I did. I, I tied the string around his neck and left him hanging there by the front door. And then the youngest may or may not have found him, and, and he may have been horrified and whatnot. But yes, okay, yes, that's what happened, and it happened yesterday. So... Don't bring up Elf on the Shelf to me right now. People are upset and acting like I'm a bad guy. Moving on. The rest of the email. Today he came home talking about how we need to search our house because there's supposed to be an elf hiding in there somewhere. Apparently the kid in class has one of these creepy elves and now he thinks we're supposed to have one too. I decided to give in and have a little fun with it since he's young and wouldn't, won't be amused by these kinds of things much longer. When you get off your elf, you're supposed to, or when you get your elf, you're supposed to give it a name. I've decided to name him Buttery in honor of the fish you murdered. You know, that's not very nice. The kid, Chris, how long has it been since I told the story about murdering my son's fish? Okay. You know what? It's, we're going to get it. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you about murdering a fish here in just a moment. My kid thought that story was hilarious, but his favorite is the one about your son cutting his foot in the Waffle House bathroom. Oh gosh, I forgot about that. Also, your cheeseburgers are awesome. We'll all be lucky to have our lives sharing your culinary gifts and daily wisdom. Just a dime out here trying to raise an anti-communist. Since I can say her name, her name's Stacy. <laughs> I love this part. P.S. 
my husband rolls his eyes every time we see you on TV, and I look over at him and raise my eyebrows. <laughs> By the way, a couple things for TV. <clears throat> my show on the first TV tonight, it's on once again tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern time. We're having Madison Cawthorn on, so you're going to want to tune in for that. That's one. Two, I'm going to be on Tucker Carlson tonight as well. And we're going to be talking about Juicy Smollett or Jesse Smollett or Jeff. I don't know how to say the stupid guy's name, but you know that's going to be fun. All right. Now, I need to, I'm going to tell you the fish story in just a moment, but I need to come back to this. Chris, would you do me a favor and would you play Whoopi Goldberg again and tell me what is wrong with this person? Do any of you men have any eggs or the possibility of carrying a fetus? How dare you talk about what a fetus wants? You have no idea. Pause. I, let's just cover what she just said there. They're talking about abortion. And that's that horrendous ghoul going on television and acting as if the fetus might want to be carved up like a Thanksgiving turkey. And you know what the worst part of it is for me, honestly, and I guess I guess I shouldn't be shocked because the state of the communist women in this country just makes me sick. The clapping. The clapping when she said you're talking about you're talking about killing something. Chris, I want you to play it again and to hear them clap, you would have thought she just said, uh, we're giving a hundred dollars away to a beautiful new charity. Listen to the applause. Do any of you men have any eggs or the possibility of carrying a fetus? How dare you talk about what a fetus wants? You have no idea. Now, I'm, I'm fine if you disagree. Are you kidding me? What is wrong with people? Again, I, I'm not going to go off on it again. I went off on it last night, but I understand being indifferent to abortion. I get it. I will never understand applauding it. What's wrong with you? Uh, You know what? As long as we're talking about values and things like that, I talk to you a lot about MyPillow. And and I've been telling you a lot lately about their their sale. They're a great sale. On their original MyPillow right now is $19.98. It was originally $69.98. Right now it's $19.98. But let let me pause on that for a second. MyPillow is a company that shares your values. They share my values. You want to go with a company that supports the United States of America, a company where Mike Lindell was out there leading the charge on that election stuff. You want to talk about a company that talks about family values, the things we care about. My pillow's open about that. That's where I want my money to go. And look, like I told you, it's Christmas time. Go get a MyPillow for $19.98. You got to go to MyPillow.com. Use the promo code JESSE, though. MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener specials. Use the promo code JESSE. Missed out? Catch up. JesseKellyShow.com It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I'm not going off on the elf, elf on the Shelf thing again. It's just, look, everyone's upset about the hanging of the Elf on the Shelf thing. I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. See, sometimes people sometimes people don't aren't receptive to my sense of humor, Chris, especially when it comes around traditions. Speaking of traditions, uh, Chris today brought in hash browns. He likes to call them latkes. 
No, Chris, I'm not going to let you people get away with acting like this is somehow originally yours. You can get those at McDonald's. They come in the little sleeve. All right, they were pretty good. They were pretty good. Let, let, let's be frank, Chris. Jewish food is not good. It's no, 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 no. Hold up, hold up. You know I like the traditions. You, you know I'm all about it. Your food sucks. All right, don't tell me. Don't the fish, the kafelda fish. You enjoy kafelda fish, Chris? Okay, yes, I will actually give you that. Jewish breakfast is legit because the latkes they are really good, and the bagels. Oh gosh, I love it. The, I maintain maybe the best breakfast food in the world is an everything bagel with bacon, egg, and cheese on it. That is as good as it gets. Oh, don't raise your hands, Chris, because I forgot to mention mayonnaise <laughs> in your stupid face. Let's get to some more emails. I love you, Beephole. I can't say that. Well, thank you. I love you, too. I am both the most conservative person I know and, ironically, the most secular as well. I respect and admire Christian slash enlightenment culture, though, and will fight to the death to preserve a piece of it here on this earth. I am absolutely excited to see Roe versus Wade torn from the pages of American law, and here is why. I live in what used to be a purple state, but is now considered by many around the world to be the most conservative and free place on earth. Yes, it rhymes with Schmorda. <laughs> I hope on hope that the Supreme Court overrules Roe versus Wade, because I know that Governor Ron Swingin' D., will ban abortion before Planned Parenthood can even relocate its doctors. This state has become a magnet to people fleeing tyranny and lockdowns, and I want my home to be so repugnant to communists that they will not only choose not to move here, but maybe even some of the ones that are here will get out and stay out. Radicalize, balkanize, the lines are drawn. Let's make this breakup nice and clean, baby. Let's get to the first point. Guy says he's secular. I have mentioned this before. I, I don't care, as you can probably tell, I don't care about your religious beliefs. It means nothing to me. That's, that's, that's your problem. That's your issue. It doesn't take being religious at all to be pro-life. It doesn't take religious, any kind of religion to be pro-life. That's one. Two, back to Florida, the Florida talk. Florida's a great example right now of what I've been talking about, about playing offense Florida seems like every single day, Florida is out there passing some new measure, doing some new rule that not only is good and right, but drives the communists crazy. When I say find what the communist hates and feed it to him, you're seeing the results of that in Florida on why I say that. I don't say that out of spite, although I do have a ton of spite and that's certainly included in it. I say that because the more you feed the communist the things he hates, the more he will flee. He will flee. Texas passes an abortion bill. I have realtors all over the place telling me they had Democrat friends of theirs selling their homes and moving out. You do the things the communist hates so he leaves. He will flee. You continue to do that time and time and time and time again. Your history, you say your history segment will be totally different from your daily show. Does that mean your history segment will have some credibility to it? <laughs> That's not nice. He said only kidding. You know what? No one's nice to me. All right, let's talk about the fish story. Here's, here's what happened. Many people have heard this before. Allow me to say it again. 
the boys got a fish a while ago. This is years ago. This is five or six years ago, maybe seven years ago, somewhere in that realm. So the youngest, Luke is his name, he was six or seven years old, I would guess. We never got a dog. My oldest, now we have a dog now, but my oldest has an allergy to pet hair. So we just never got a dog. Well, they're boys. They want, they want a pet. Boys want a pet. And we decided one day finally to compromise and get them a couple fish. We got them uh, betas. Betas is what they were. It's just a goldfish. It's don't, they call them betas. It's just a freaking goldfish. So we get him a couple tanks, and the oldest son is named James. Now, we tell them once we get their fish, once we get their fish, they have to name their fish. And this part of the story is an important part of the story, so I need you to pay attention here. The oldest, it doesn't matter what he names his, the youngest named his Buttery. Yes, I know. I don't understand it either. Look, they named the dog we have Fred. So just this, that's what I'm dealing with. He names the fish Buttery. Keep that in mind. Buttery is the name of the fish, okay? Now... The oldest, James, takes really, really, really good care of his fish, feeding it regularly, all that other stuff. And, of course, his fish dies in about 15 minutes. I, I seriously think it was two weeks that his fish died. The youngest the youngest would forget to feed his for days on end, and j- you name it, and he didn't do it. And, of course, his fish lives as long as Methuselah. We were banking on the fish dying any moment, but this daggone warrior simply wouldn't die, which normally wouldn't be a problem, except Christmas was coming up. And for this Christmas, we were traveling back to Ohio to do Christmas with my in-laws. Okay, so we're staring at an issue here. The wife and kids had to leave before me because I had to work. I was selling RVs at the time. And I couldn't take that much time off work. So the wife and I sat down beforehand. Remember, the wife and I sat down beforehand and we had a conversation. And we said, what are we going to do about the dumb fish? He doesn't care about the fish. He never even paid attention to it. He never never fed it. What are we going to do about the fish? I'm not going to give someone the key to my home so they can get my alarm code and come in my home to feed a dumb fish. Why don't, after they after they leave, before I leave... Why don't I just get rid of the fish? I'll go to the toilet, flush the fish down. We'll just be done with it. It's just a stupid fish. That was the plan. I do want to point out once again, that was the plan mutually agreed upon between the wife and I. That was the plan. We're going to dump the fish. So the wife and kids leave. After the wife and kids left, I took the fish, took him to the toilet, flushed him down the toilet. The fish is dumped. But then the wife and kids came back home after Christmas. And, well, you'll see. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Do not forget, once again, tomorrow is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. So get your questions emailed into jesse at jessekellyshow.com. You're going to want to tune into my TV show tonight on the first TV, 9 p.m. Eastern. Madison Cawthorn is really, really sharp, really sharp. I'd met him once before. I hung out with him in Colorado, actually, one time at a big political event. I didn't know he was going to turn out to be that sharp. So I'm. Uh, that's on the first TV tonight, 9 p.m. Back to my story about the fish. We go to Christmas. We go to Christmas in Ohio, and we come home. 
We come home, and I need to once again stress this point because this is a very, very important point. We were home for 24 hours. We were back, unpacked. I got up the next day, went to work. We were home for 24 hours. And then, then the youngest looks and says, hey, what happened to my fish? And I, I, I genuinely... People say this is insensitive. The wife thinks it's very insensitive when I do this, but I always feel best to break bad news to people just by ripping it like a Band-Aid. Just rip it like a Band-Aid. So I said, he's gone, buddy. And he said, what? I said, I flushed him down the toilet. Now, this is the moment, this crafty little devil, and he is a sharp little kid. I mean, sharp as a tack. He's 11 years old. You can sit down and talk to him like he's an adult. He looks at me after I tell him I flushed it, and then... He looks over at the wife. The wife has this look of horror on her face for some reason, even though we had discussed flushing the fish. She has this look of horror on her face that I flushed the fish. I look back at him and he immediately bursts into tears. These are fake tears. These are 100% fake tears. Now he runs to her. I'm standing there in the same room. She sits down and he jumps into her lap and starts sobbing into her chest, fake sobbing. She is staring daggers into me as if this wasn't something we discussed. I'm sitting there with my hands raised saying, what are, what is wrong with you? We talked about this. And I know he's faking it. But because she's a mother, she won't acknowledge that he's faking it. So... I figure this out. I say, Luke, you really upset about your fish? And he's, uh huh, uh huh. And I said, okay. What was his name? He stops sobbing for a brief second. And her face her is above his, right? Because his head's on her chest. I st- he stops sobbing for a brief second. And I see him look at me out of the corner of his eye. And I see the look of fear in his eye. And then, boom, he turns on the waterworks again and goes back to sobbing. And I say, no, 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 no. You're so upset about this fish, right? What was the fish's name? And he goes, swimmy. He calls the fish that was named Buttery swimmy. Less than an hour later, we were down at the pet store buying them a stupid lizard, which we had to give away after a year. No, we don't have it, Chris. They didn't care about the dumb lizard anyway. They never cared about the pets until we got them a dog. Now they love the jerk dog. So there. There's the fish story. I've been accused of murder. That is a completely false accusation, or in the very least, it's one we agreed on together ahead of time. All right. Back to this. I I understand... It's Australia. I do. But I still can't believe what's gone on over there and how fast it has happened in the West when it comes to coronavirus. I mean, you've, you've seen the news out of Germany. Angela Merkel backs compulsory COVID jabs. Germany right now has locked down unvaccinated people. Unvaccinated people are now essentially prisoners in their homes And compulsory jabs, you understand what that means, right? You understand where this ends? This ends with Germans 
going door to door after they've identified people and what are they going to do? Hold people down and give them a needle? Are they going to surely Germany, Germany's self-aware enough to not haul people off after you've identified them. But honestly, Chris, I want you to play. I want you to play that Australia clip again. This is a clip from Australia. Three people, teenagers escaped from the quarantine camps. Remember these quarantine camps. If they find out you have coronavirus in Australia, they will round up you and anyone who's had close contact with you, and they will throw you in an army truck and take you to a quarantine camp. This is on the news in Australia. Three people have escaped from the Howard Springs COVID quarantine facility. Talia Saab is there for us. Talia, good morning. There's a search underway right now. Yes, that's right. Good morning to you. We've been told the trio scaled the fence in the early hours of this morning. Now, major police checkpoints have been set up around Howard Springs for the past several hours. As you can see in these pictures, they've been conducting thorough searches in car boots, checking vehicle registrations, cars and buses alike. We're also not sure yet who these people are connected with, whether it's a repatriation flight or those Aboriginal community members who have been staying here following the Catherine Cluster. Davina, what we do know is that this is definitely going to bring this gold standard facility under intense scrutiny. On Sunday, we had a man escape and found on Darwin's party precinct, and this latest situation is only going to put us under the microscope further. You know, maybe the craziest part about this is it's going to put this facility under the microscope. Oh, what is? Oh, the fact people were able to escape. We haven't gotten... Look, our quarantine camp isn't super max enough. Maybe we we should lock them all up in solitary. Maybe we should put shackles on them. What has happened to people's minds? What has happened to the West? I mean, maybe it's because of my affinity for Australia and, frankly, my affinity for Germany. I can't believe what has happened to these places. And back to Germany. I love the German people. I genuinely do. I've, I've found it to be a fascinating country with a really fascinating history. I even like that harsh, horrible language of theirs. I think it's awesome. I think it sounds really cool. Just, ah, you know, it always sounds like they're yelling at you. I like Germany. I like German history. I think it's really cool. All the way back to the Roman days with the Germanic tribes. And I think it's really cool. What's wrong with Germany, though? I mean, you've, got, you've now got two world wars under your belt. Now you're talking about rounding people up again? Uh, Germany? Uh, guys, uh, maybe it's time to have a chat. Uh, maybe it's time to make some adjustments. Gosh. But look, it's not its not just foreigners either. And Australia, when it comes to Australia, maybe it's because I'm obsessed with the Pacific portion of World War II, but Australians were studs over there. I mean, the, they were such studs over there, just war fighters. And now, gosh, listen to this email. My mom just shared with me in a phone conversation that some family members are not comfortable with my family coming to Christmas since we're unvaccinated. She said that she and my dad would have my family over the next day to celebrate. I always joked that my parents slash siblings would be the first to load my family into boxcars. Sadly, I was proven right on this phone call. That is so sad. I, I get these emails, and uh, you're, please don't stop sending them to me. I I, I want to keep reading them on the air, but you've heard me yell about this before. I get the emails, uh, I'm not allowed to see my grandkids because, because I'm not vaccinated. 
Uh, my brother won't let me visit him or my nephew slash godson because we're not vaccinated. This, this lady can't go spend Christmas with her family because she's not vaccinated. This coronavirus thing, it hasn't just turned Germans and Australians into monsters. It has turned an uncomfortably high percentage of Americans into monsters. It has. People have become monsters over this virus. And if I'm being totally frank, this obviously doesn't apply to you, but if I'm being totally frank, it makes me ashamed. I'm ashamed of how we've handled coronavirus. We should be embarrassed. That's embarrassing. Your own daughter. Golly. All right. You heard me play that Janet Yellen clip earlier. When Janet Yellen, you know how she's been saying, well, inflation's uh, transitory. Be gone any minute. Now she's on camera saying, ah, maybe not. Maybe not that that transitory. Uh, It might be around for a while. They're telling you they're going to keep destroying the value of your dollar because they are. Go call Oxford Gold Group right now. 833-995-GOLD. They will deliver real gold to your front door. What does that do for you? It diversifies where you have your wealth. You see, if they completely trash the dollar and you don't have anything like gold, you're worth nothing. 833-995-GOLD. Tell them Jesse told you to call. They will take good special care of you. 833-995-GOLD. Oxford Gold Group. You're listening to the Oracle. You're gonna love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Final segment of the Jesse Kelly Show before tomorrow. Tomorrow on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Gosh, it's gonna be sweet. Chris, I can't help it. I I need I need to once again hear the person third in line for the presidency, please. House, it's the McGovern bill. It's a stronger bill uh, than the uh, the. It is it's a bill that we could have freestanding, or a bill that is in the Eagle Act that is part of the um, the um, uh, Mr. The Foreign Affairs Committee, Mr. Kendrick Meeks. No. <laughs> Gregory Meek, Bill, Kendrick, we're, we're all uh, we're all very sad about losing Carrie Meek this this week. So uh, I referenced her son, but the Chairman uh, Meek's bill in the um, in the House. So we will have that. But you see, in a, def- a defense in a bill, whether it's in the we you whatever that thing's called that they have in the Senate, or in a DOD bill. <laughs> oh, gosh. I can't believe these people. I can't believe. I really genuinely cannot believe these are the people who lead our nation. That was the Speaker of the House. That's a really big deal. This, this is the president. Experts say the COVID-19 cases are continue to rise in the weeks ahead in this winter. So we need to be ready. For now, here are the five key points I want to expand on slightly. We're expanding our national booster campaign to provide booster shots to all eligible adults. Our docs and the scientists believe that people who get a booster shot are more protected than ever from COVID-19. I was just told, which is a question I got to ask, I've been meaning to ask for a long time, whether or not, not just it increases the, the, uh, the 
resistance to the variant that is being dealt with. But that's a, that's a tough. He always sounds so tired. He always does. Just say, I don't know. I don't know. I want some jello pudding. I, I don't know. <laughs> all, right, all right. Hold on one more. Dear Cheddar Bay Biscuit Brother. I went to stream Tuesday's show and saw the title of it, and I thought producer Chris was leaving the show. That's because Chris titled the show Au Revoir, Chris, and I know why he did that. Oh, was Michael who titled it that way? I thought Chris did it so he could get all these sappy emails of people worried about Chris. I was a little sad. I've never heard or seen Chris, and he may very well be a figment figment of your imagination and not even exist, that I was very much to relieved to find out he's not the Chris we are saying au revoir to. <laughs> anyway, stay awesome. You can say my name. His name is Russ. No, sadly, Chris is staying. And now, here's a headline. By the goal, you know the, you know the thing. Headlines we didn't get to. ASU rejects student demands refuses to ban Kyle Rittenhouse from future enrollment. Not that I'm hopeful, but maybe this can be the start of America's universities not being governed by the most radical communist nutjob students on campus. It has become our entire country. Every part of our system now has become a, a thing where the craziest, dumbest ones, they're the ones who run everything. Uh, that's not how it's supposed to work. The dumbest ones are supposed to sit on the sidelines and watch while people like me lead the charge, Chris. <laughs> Quit. In the midst of a fentanyl crisis, vulnerable Democrats voted down opiate detection funding. Fentanyl, I, I do think I need to point this out. Fentanyl is deadly. It is now coming in very routine drugs that people use in this country and it is responsible for a lot of American deaths. And do you know where fentanyl comes from? China. Our, so let me just see if I have this right before we move on here. So the number one enemy of ours on the world stage, who has declared they intend to knock us off the number one spot, they've declared this publicly, they're exporting poison to our shores, and yet the Democratic Party won't do anything about it. One might ask, why? Dutch say 14 air passengers from South Africa with Omicron or with Omicron were vaccinated. Man, alive. That vaccine is, that thing is leaking all over the daggone place. I, I, I don't understand what is happening, but I, I, I'll tell you, I feel fine. U.S. will resume policy for asylum seekers to wait in Mexico. I love that Joe Biden campaigned on the fact that Donald Trump was a racist because of his remain in Mexico policy. And he was also a racist for his travel ban. And in the last week, Joe Biden has put a travel ban down and now he's going back to remain in Mexico. <laughs> Drugstore chain to install safes in Illinois to deter robberies. I love that everything they're doing to stop the robberies, none of it really involves actually stopping the robberies at all. Let, you know, but yeah, let's not arrest the criminals and lock them up and keep them locked up. Like, can we just get a safe? Let's get a safe in here. These people are nut jobs. Senate Dems blocking measure to prohibit imports made with Chinese slave labor. 
Once again, the, the Biden administration lobbied against the bill. Why is the American Democratic Party so welcoming of China? One might wonder. I mean, let's do remember. We have evidence. We have evidence that was corroborated by a witness who was involved with it that Joe Biden is taking Chinese payoffs from his son. Remember, Hunter Biden flew to China with Joe Biden on Air Force Two. And when Biden went and met with the Chinese people, Hunter Biden took off and started cutting massive deals. And according to Hunter Biden's laptop, Joe Biden was getting 10% of all this. And now we have a Democratic Party that seems really, really, really welcoming of China. I hate to keep beating a dead horse here, but once again, someone might want to ask why. All right, if you missed any part of the show, the whole thing's available on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Tomorrow's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Email your questions, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. That's all.